Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. hitting the, the triple digits there and i guarantee you when it's the hundredth hundredth podcast i'm gonna be drinking a beer yeah there you go yeah pop them open while we're like, yeah <laughs> how you're doing yeah i know right <laughs> here it's by the end our words are all slurred i would check in next morning why is the podcast like six hours long <laughs> don't judge me <laughs> uh so i think the most important news of anything for this week is Adam finally got a phone. I did. I finally got a smartphone. A Windows phone. A Windows phone. So tell um, tell us about the Windows phone. The Windows phone, I think, is the shit. Now, let's start with negative, right? <laughs> you pull this bad boy out. Um, the negative to me, and a lot of things that people complain about. So right off the bat, the biggest complaint right now is Bing Maps. Um, it has a few glitches in it and stuff like that. Not that it's the first map app to ever have glitches in it, but people are acting like it's the first map app to ever have glitches in it. Um, is I, it frustrating? I think, I think Apple had that problem, didn't I they? Think, I think they did, and so did Google. Let's be honest. <laughs> every application, every complex application, is going to have a rough time starting out. A little bit. There's going to be something wrong with it. So... Is it accurate? Nine times out of ten, yes. It, it does my business just fine. It gives me very accurate directions, turn by turn. Oh, oh no, the turn by turn navigation is through Nokia Drive. So that's the benefit. Is I have a Nokia Windows phone. So if Bing Maps is sucking major pole, I just use Nokia's amazing award winning apps, <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't care. Like uh, Nokia Drive, which is currently in beta. Um, but works just fine, turn-by-turn turn navigation. 
Um, I love the interface, but I was used to that anyway because it's very much like uh, Windows 8, which I've had since it launched. Actually, I've had since before it launched. Um, app selection, obviously, smaller amount of apps, but it has every app I, I need. might not have every app I want, but it has every app I need. Um, Facebook integration is pretty amazing. I can. I don't even use the Facebook app. I just use the phone. It's that integrated. I don't oh, yeah. need the app at all. Unless I'm doing something weird. Like if I want to tag a photo. But I usually don't do that on the go. Um, full connection to SkyDrive is awesome. Because I was already using that. Since I have like 47 gigabytes of SkyDrive storage. <laughs> um, what else man? The CityLens app is dope. Oh one thing that is dope. So you know how. Okay. So you don't have that many apps. Obviously. Because right. it's new. Not right. because it sucks. I try to explain this to people. They go, oh, Windows Phone sucks because they don't have as many apps. They don't suck. It just came out. <laughs> like, give them some fun. <laughs> Do you think Apple had billions of apps? Yeah, but it, you, th- I mean, if you think Apple and, I mean, like, what was it? They, they said something like in the realm of like 8,000 or some ridiculous amount that Apple has and a little bit less for Android. Yeah, they have all those apps. How many of them do you use, though? Oh like, no, there was a big there was a big blog of everyone was complaining that there isn't a Starbucks app. It's like the Starbucks listen, even have an app? Yeah, they do. It's it's nice. You can find Starbucks. Someone was showing it to me on their iPhone. And I understand. Okay, you want your iPhone app. But listen to what you're fucking complaining about. <laughs> you're condemning an entire operating system, an entire mobile device, because it doesn't have an app for you to find coffee. Yeah. Which you could easily Pull up Bing Maps and go – or actually, watch. I'll do this. You can hear this too. This is n- in no way as sophisticated as Siri. Fully agree because someone's going to say it when they hear me do this. Hold on. Find Starbucks. Searching for Starbucks. That's all I have to do. And then it does like a quick Bing search, and then I can just hit directions. Oh, but Dunkin' Donuts is in the ad, motherfucker, and that's quality. <laughs> um, so one thing when you don't have a lot of apps, and it's something that I know the Ubuntu phone was doing in a in a more larger scale. But if I'm at a web page, I can pin any web page to my start screen. Oh, that's cool. So obviously I use um, – one website I use all the time is Wowhead which is like a database for World of Warcraft. They don't have an app. So I just have Wowhead pinned to my start screen, pulls it right up, and you're good to go. I mean, that's that's like condemning the iPhone for not having Google goggles. You know, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like, really, I mean, dude? It's like... <laughs> it, 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 and it drives me nuts. And yes, I am. I'm a Microsoft fanboy. I agree. But I'm trying to look at this... Is objectively is that the word? Objectively, a little bit, maybe, maybe. Why not? You well, know, I'm trying wait, to look at even this. Even my even my last statement was, you know, objective, saying, you know, condemning the iPhone because it doesn't have Google goggles. It's like that's, you know, because you know, I always like to Apple bash. <laughs> now, a lot of personal preference stuff. I I love the the interface. I've, I I do like the tile thing. Now on the my PC, I don't use it that much. Um, I use it like a start menu which is how it's supposed to be used. So everybody that cries about, oh, this fucking interface is a pain in the ass, you're only supposed to be there like 0.5% of your computer usage time. It's it's just a bulletin board. I don't know why people freak out so much about that. Now, obviously, on the phone, it is not just a bulletin board. It's your main interface. If they put a desktop on the phone, I would have laughed. Um, 
you imagine love all it. the screens would have been, the icons would have been. <laughs> I know. Um, I love it. It's super quick. It has I and I use. All right, Steve knows how I use my phone. <laughs> use that shit for everything. <laughs> it has not once hung up on me, or or not hung up, but um, like freezed up on me. It hasn't once slowed down. I haven't been like, oh fuck, what's with the delay? Everything is quicker than shit. What's the processor on it? It's a dual core uh, Snapdragon, I think. I can't remember what the um I'll pull it up. The uh it's it's a dual core, but Windows 8's kinda optimized too, so it doesn't really um Nokia doesn't Lumia. really it's not it a, but not a resource. It doesn't re- yeah, it doesn't require so much. It's not I Vista. Think, <laughs> yeah. I think the heaviest and this isn't a negative, but I think the heaviest phone operating system is is Android. I think. Because it gives you so much options for customization and stuff like that. So it's it can get kind of heavy. Yeah. But that's more RAM heavy anyway. Can I just get specs? Like, why? They give me all this fucking hot features. I don't give a shit about that. There we go. Specifications. Now, if you can show you what every chick looks like naked when you take Ooh. a picture, that... Ooh. I think that'll take over every Starbucks app. <laughs> it has the Snapdragon S4 processor. So the Snapdragon processor CPU cores enable extra performance. With it's a really good Snapdragon dual core. You don't have to really get into it, but right. um, camera works great. Not the not the best camera I've seen on a phone, but I think it, I think it's right up there with the iPhone. I've seen a lot of pictures taken with the iPhone. It has that panoramic oh, thing yeah. that the iPhone likes to put on the commercials. Oh yeah, I think it's a Nokia app, but it's kind of new and doesn't work all that great. I mean, Android has it too. Yeah, everybody has it. That's yeah. why I don't know why they put it in a commercial. Um, <laughs> they, they're they needing shit. They're needing to throw shit out there. I know. They're like running out of things to advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of liked how when I first got the phone, I, I logged in um, to my Microsoft account. And I think Apple does this too. But I logged into my Microsoft account and everything everything was there and just ready to go. But that's more of a just happy to have a smartphone because they all do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really like it, and of course, you know, I have that Super Nintendo emulator on here. <laughs> of <laughs> course. The super, the super, it's called um, SNES 8X. Uh, I think it was designed when only the 8X was like the phone that everybody got, and um, it's cool because it it pulls it all from my SkyDrive. <laughs> so I just have all the ROMs on my SkyDrive oh, that I've nice. I've legally obtained. <laughs> I own copies of all those games. So, you know, it's cool. Right. Right. And it does – It last thing I'm going to say, plays games wonderfully, obviously, with the Xbox. Um, everything's kind of tied into my my Xbox account. Um, oh, shit. Fucking – I almost put the password in wrong too many times. So, like, when you get a game, it won't be in your app list. You just hit the games tile, and you'll see my little fucking avatar from Microsoft snoozing. And then it has uh, – it separates by Xbox games. Like I got the amazing Spider-Man demo game. Oh, right. Graphics are pretty dope. Open systems. You're swinging around the city. wasn't that bad. Hmm. But they charge you for, for a little bit more. Like Angry – I think it's because they don't have as many ads. But the uh, – like Angry Birds is a dollar. Oh, they don't have a free one. I think. Well, yeah, even even some even a lot of the ones on Apple charge you ninety nine cents because there's wait, there, there's not a lot of free like there's certain like the Star Wars Angry Birds on 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 the iPhone you have to pay for it. 
because I tried to get it for my brother, and it was there was only the ninety nine cent version, which was weird. You can try it. So every app and game has like a try mode. I don't know yet though, because I haven't had the phone long enough. I don't know if it's a you can only open it a certain amount of times or if there's a time limit on it. But I can download a demo of it. I mean, but who hasn't played fucking Angry Birds for right. this? Um, I'll probably end up buying it because I feel weird now having a phone without Angry Birds on. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably buy the Star Wars one because that's the only one I haven't really played. But um, great phone, full review. I think I'm just more going to review the operating system and kind of leave the phone out of it because it's the same experience on all of them. So I think that's the most important thing is is the operating system itself. So cheers. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, it, you, yeah, I know. Like when Adam got it, he's like, "I got a phone, bitch." <laughs> I was texting motherfuckers, "What up, bitches?" Oh man, it's getting bad. I was about to get a pager. Let's fuck it. <laughs> hey, page me real quick when I hit that pay phone, man. I'll exactly. You yeah, know what I mean? You know, here's your code. Here's your code. Use your code so I know it's you when you when you page me. Right, right, right. <laughs> Don't page me 911 unless it's an emergency. You understand yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> you can get one of those doctor pages for pretty cheap now, and then you look like a big fucking boss. I remember when that was like, damn, what would this fucking doctor pay? All it was was a text messaging machine. Yeah. <laughs> now your phone basically fucking calculates space time. <laughs> I think the S four. I think the S four calculates space time. Yeah, it actually. Yeah, it actually. Uh, calculates Bed space. space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Creates a small wormhole, and. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but we'll get into the S four a little bit later. Definitely be getting into that later. Uh, so I heard you hit up a new fucking comic book shop, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you got for you longtime listeners, you guys know that we we endorsed uh, we used to endorse a, a particular comic shop. But uh, not so much anymore. Adam moved off to Arizona, and then I was doing the digital stuff for a little while. But then, of course, I started missing the whole, you know, holding the shit and, you know, flipping the pages and, you know, that new comic smell. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I started going back to my old one, and I was having issues with, like, you know, their subscription thing kind of took – Every, like all the popular issues, you you go in like at open and they would be gone. Oh, our subscription people got them all. So, but if you come back next week and they never had it next week, so I was getting very bitter with that. So Kyle, if you guys, those of you that listen to Crash Test Movie Dummies, he got he noticed a comic book store near his spot. So he said he goes, yeah, it's really small. You guys should check it out. So I went over there and checked it out last week on, on Comic Book Day. Got every issue that I needed, even all the Batman tie-ins. All that shit, you know, the, the, the Batman 18, which was the silent issue, um, all that, no problems getting everything I needed. Small place, it's called Pit Stop Comics. Um, it's a small place, but it it reminded me of, like, you know how those, like, the, the cool comic stores you go to, like the little small ones, the hole in the walls, you know, but they, I mean, they had toys and statues and all sorts of comics. They had some like today. They had a, for St. Patty's Day anything green. You got twenty percent off. So Green Lantern, uh, Hulk, toys, comics, statues, posters, anything. You got twenty percent off on it. And then they had these boxes. Buy ten, buy five, you get 
get them for 10 bucks and there were marvel and dc books in there so yeah, I got i'm looking to... at the picture of the stuff you got yeah what is this huntress and power girl dude world's finest for a little late night reading <laughs> that's world's finest it's actually one of one of my favorites from dc um right now next to uh justice league justice league dark um but uh it's yeah you know i picked up some back issues of that i got today i got a uh, um, Born Again, the Frank Miller Daredevil series, which was pretty fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, and uh, so it was. It's a really cool place. It's um, because it's small, you know. They 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 have like some really weird hours, but you know, it's a cool place. Uh, you can check them out on Facebook and on. Uh, what are their What are their hours? Well, it's like from like noon till six. You know, uh, um, on Comic Book Day, it's from like uh, New Comic Day is from two, twelve to eight. You know, and they're yeah. eleven to four on Sunday. You know, so it, it's but it's not in like a like a major shopping center. It's kind of out of the way, but I don't know. I think the, being kind of out of the way kind of gives it that little kind of like if you're a true comic geek like I am, you, one of the problems with the old store that I got it kind of got a little too big and businessy. You didn't have that like one-on-one kind of thing you like going to play hey man what's going on how you doing cool hey you know i know you like that you know that kind of stuff you know you kind of like yeah kind of touch that's what i kind of got with this place and uh, uh and you said that the uh the place you used to go to was was like that all the time back in the day yeah back in the day when it first started out it was like that and uh and now they went all corporate yeah they got all corporate <laughs> and then suddenly it's all kind of corporatized it's a you know, about making sure they grab the dollar, but I don't really feel as, you know, like when you go in there, you're just like, hi, did you find everything okay? And then ring you up and get you out. Yeah. Um, you know, this dude went out, made sure we knew everything was going on. We And and then plus staying at the counter, like shooting the shit for like about 20 minutes, you know? I love that. You have to have that in a conference. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it was, it was really cool. And uh, so everybody in there was really cool. They even have one dude there named Wolfgang. Now, now I need to fly down there. Exactly go. right, <laughs> and it's on Fallbrook and Oxnard. So it, huh. yeah, so if you live in the West San Fernando Valley, and you're looking for a new comic spot, hit up hit up uh, this place called Pitstop Comics. You can follow them on uh, on Twitter at Pitstop Comics, and um, even on Facebook. But uh, oh, go ahead. There's, I still need to go check out that Gotham City Comics. Um, I'm in between comic shops right now. <laughs> had a rough breakup. Oh man! I used to go. I used to go to Atomic Comics and talk about corporate. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but when I go into a shop, I'm the opposite of Steve. Where most of the time, I just go and get myself and leave. I don't. I don't need to talk to people. Really, I don't like. Yeah, you're the talking to people of, of the two of us. Exactly, which is funny because I'm on a podcast talking yeah. to people. Um, but I don't I don't hear you talking back, so that makes it a little easier. Um, so, it I used to go in Atomic Comics, which was a big thing in Arizona. They had a, it was a chain, and it had what I wanted. Got it, and I left. Um, then they closed down. That whole company closed down, and uh, which it was kind of like oh, because I I kind of when I was a kid stuff like that, or when I was a teenager. Um, but I kind of was like, whatever. So now you're seeing a lot of these little shops pop up. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Which is kind of cool, or just not really pop up, but just co- come out of the darkness. Like yeah. they were there, but nobody really knew they were there. Right. So um, I need to check out this Gotham City comics because mm-hmm. uh, keep it real. That's one thing Big Maps couldn't find. Oh yeah. It doesn't know where Gotham City comics is. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Even even uh, when I went on Google, like I did a Google search for this place, couldn't find it on Google. So I'm like, oh, it's really that small. That's a hole in the wall, right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, that's a hole in the wall. When Google's like, ah, uh, nope. <laughs> but uh, uh no way sir yeah. all right well um one, one last thing i'm gonna say i was talking to the dude over there about it and i go you know when you go to a comic store and then you cut you're checking out another one it almost feels like you're kind of cheating you know yeah. like you like you kind of want to like i don't really want to say anything you know in case it doesn't work out or something like that you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know you're kind of like um yeah. I'm, oh no, no. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be here on Wednesday, and then you don't show up, and you you go to some other place. You got your comics there. Stupid. <laughs> I'm cheating. That's funny. Comic book cheaters. New show, dude. We seriously. That's a new show. Comic book cheaters. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So I think it's time for us to head into some news. And uh, first one up is. The only reason I knew of the show Veronica Mars was simply because of the adorable, adorable Kristen Bell, and who, who I think is still adorable to this day. Uh, with that being said, I know there is a huge fan base for her character and the calls for a movie since the show was canceled back in 2007 after three years. It's very rare that a series would get a movie after a few lackluster seasons, but Firefly and Arrested Development gained some traction, so why wouldn't uh, Mars? Well, Warner Brothers has often resisted the idea of doing a movie since the low ratings would not translate to a financial box office hit. Nevertheless, series creator Rob Thomas and star Kristen Bell decided to go to Kickstarter to get the fans to fund their film. And they wanted to try to raise $2 million in 30 days with hopes of the filming um, the movie this summer. A variety of awards were handed out for uh, people giving certain dollar, dollar amounts. How long did you think it would take them to uh, fund the movie? 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it took 10 hours for Thomas and Bell to achieve their funding and will continue accepting donations to increase the budget. So uh, some of you may ask, uh, would Warner Brothers let someone just crowdsource their uh, own movie? Uh, quote, Kristen, Kristen and I met with Warner Brothers Brass, and they agreed to allow us to take the shot, uh, Thomas wrote on the project's fundraising uh, page. Uh, they were extremely cool about it, as a matter of fact. Their reaction was, if you can show there's enough fan interest to warrant a movie, we're on board. It only took four hours for the film to reach one, the one million mark. Uh, according to Deadline, it seems that Warner Brothers is all sorts of in with them crowdsourcing the film, and they would only be responsible for distribution, marketing, publicity, and so on. It appears that they plan to offer the, a limited theatrical release and then release it on demand via cable and satellite providers. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it's like, yeah, that is cool. You know, it's like, going, all right, well, we don't want to put the money into it. We'll let the fans do it. They're the ones that want to see it. And uh, let's it, hope that doesn't catch on. Then we got to fucking pay for everything. <laughs> I know, right? But if you it's go like, to, oh, you just pay for that crowdsourcing on the uh, on the friggin' video game. Now you got to buy it for 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Uh, if you go to, uh, they have a really, really uh, charming uh, Veronica Mars movie project uh, video. So if you go to lazygeeks.com, you can check out the video that has the cast in there talking about making the movie. Um, and Kristen Bell's in it, and she's just adorable can't can't resist that but you know um 
what's his name, Zachary Levi was talking about. Now that they've done that, maybe they might have a chance to make a Chuck movie. So yeah, it's true too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't sound so enthused here. I guess I'll do something. Um, no, this comes from uh, Cinema Blend. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, even if you aren't well versed in the area of movie composers, you probably recognize the name in any Ennio Morricone. Yeah, yeah, I recognize that. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, the five-time Academy Award-nominated composer has created music for more than 500 films and television productions. Um, of the over the of the course of his career, including Morricone. Morricone, there you go. He's Italian, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, including the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, the Thing, and the Untouchables, he's worked with a long list of celebra- celebrated filmmakers from Brian Day, Brian De Palma. Shh. <laughs> I'm reading. <laughs> Sergio Leone, and um, Terrence Mal- Malick. Why does everyone have fucking crazy names? You know what I mean? <laughs> there we go to John Carpenter and Quentin Tarantino. There we go. And at 84 years old, the Italian musician with a long legacy in film has no problem telling you exactly how he feels about the last director on his list. THR reports uh, Morricone or whatever has declared he will never work with Tarantino again because of the oft controversial director. Quote: places music in his films without coherence. And you can't do anything with someone like that. The pair collaborated on Kill Bill 1 and 2, as well as Inglorious Bastards. However, while Morricone, Song, and Cora Quay can be heard on the soundtrack of Django Unchained, the composer has rejected the chance to work with Tarantino again on that film. He told students of a music, film, and television class at Rome's Luis... University, I guess. L-U-I-S-S. <laughs> Fucking foreign shit, you know. Can't read it. Um, barely read English. So he says, I wouldn't like to work with him again on anything. He said last year he wanted to work with me again ever since Inglorious Bastards, but I told him I couldn't because he didn't give me enough time. So he just used a song I had read pre- written for previously. Um, you could call this a case of artistic differences, but Morricone couldn't seemed to stop himself from further insulting Tarantino, confessing he didn't care for Django Unchained, declaring it had too much blood for his taste. Fucking Quentin Tarantino movie, dude. Yeah. Kill Bill didn't have too much for you? Yeah, I know, right? People were just dying left and right. Um, Morricone is a rightly celebrated composer, blah, blah, blah. He's really cool. Um, So, I just thought that was funny. Like, he kind of was just like, fuck Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Which, the, the only greasy thing that I kind of, is that, oh, you can't write me a new song? Well, fuck it. I'll just, I'll use one of your old ones. And yeah. I can, I can see Tarantino doing that. Yeah. I, but... I, yeah. I don't know. I'm surprised though. Like, uh, I mean, he is a famous composer. Like, you know, the, you know, that whole stuff yeah. is all him. Um, even just the, the soundtrack to uh, the untouchables is one of my favorite movies. And the soundtrack is really, is really awesome for the, um, for that movie. But yeah, it's like kind of like, I mean, if anything you should, after the first like two films, you should probably have a good idea of how Quentin <laughs> works. He does, there's no rhyme or reason for half the stuff he does. 
which is yeah, and you can tell that in his movies because his movies don't start making sense till the end. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck is going on half of the time? Yeah, <laughs> not that they're not good movies. It's just he's scatterbrained. Yeah, he's all over the place. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> that is funny though. Yeah, I read that. I saw that article today, and I was like, damn. Okay. Damn. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. In uh, gaming news. Some of you may remember a story we posted about a patent infringement lawsuit brought against um, brought against Nintendo. Uh, well, we seem to have finally learned that the jury, what the, uh, bleh, let me try that again. Uh, well, it seems we finally learned what the jury thought about the whole deal. According to the New York federal court, Nintendo was found guilty of infringing on the patents of a former Sony engineer. Uh, yeah. Reuters reports that the New York uh, jury found the developer guilty and awarded uh, what's his name, Cijero, Cijaro Tomita, thirty point two million in damages. This is far below the reported nine dollars and eighty cents he wanted per three DS sold, which would have raked in somewhere around two hundred and ninety-two million dollars. Although 10% of what you were asking for isn't um, something to cough at, that if Apple had brought the lawsuit, the jury would have awarded him somewhere over $300 million. Uh, you can be sure the hell that Nintendo will appeal this verdict, much like Samsung did when Apple, uh, with the Apple verdict, uh, especially since the attorney representing Nintendo claims that the 3DS didn't use the key, um, some key aspects of Tomita's design. Uh, quote, a jury awarded uh, $30.2 million in damages to Tomita Technologies in a patent infringement lawsuit brought by Tomita against Nintendo. Nintendo said in a statement to IGN, the Tomita patent did not relate to the 3D games playable on the three, Nintendo 3DS. The trial um, was held in U.S. District Court in New York, and they said who it was held by. Uh, Nintendo was confident that the results will be set aside. The jury's verdict will not impact Nintendo's continued sales of the um, in the United States of its highly acclaimed line of video game hardware, software, and accessories, including the Nintendo 3DS. Notice they had to include that with all the acclaimed high, you know, the claimed line of video game hardware, and then they had to include yeah. the DS. Uh, Nintendo has a long history of developing innovative products while respecting the intellectual property rights of others. It's been a rough year for Nintendo with their underwhelming sales of the 3DS and their Nintendo Wii U, and it seems that their woes continue after choosing a lousy lawyer that lost a huge case for them. It would seem that Nintendo, Nintendo will appeal the verdict but most um, and will most likely get new counsel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I always thought it was kind of interesting that, like, okay, they... He this Nintendo guy. steady jack jacking bitches yeah it? exactly straight up and then this guy's a former Sony tech um uh technician so I don't know it just kind of seems a little weird I don't know that's I think these companies steal from each other all the fucking time they're yeah. just just very few times that they get caught at it yeah exactly <laughs> bitches. Speaking of a company, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so in my, in my gaming news, okay, now it's important. Oh. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, SimCity, while a great game in its own right, had a fairly bumpy start when it was released a few weeks ago. 
server issues causing people to not play the game and the constant or to not be able to play the game rather and the constant internet connection requirement turned quite a few forums and blogs into venom uh, many wonder why maxis didn't develop an offline mode like previous SimCity titles uh, in the franchise had maxis has explained this didn't fit into their quote vision for the title um, general manager lucy bradshaw explained in a note to fans titled straight answers from lucy um, that SimCity is built to be a constantly changing and improving title. So here's a quote. It's a lot of quotes here. That <laughs> makes it long. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the game we launched is only the beginning for us. It's not final, and it never will be. In many ways, we built an MMO, Bradshaw said. So could we have built a subset offline mode? Yes, she added. But we rejected that idea because it didn't fit with our vision. We did not focus on a single city in isolation that we have delivered in past SimCities. She addressed the concerns of some fans of the series and understands the want for an offline mode. So she also points out that there are a large group of people enjoying the always connected social aspect of the new SimCity and points to the positive feedback she received. We recognize that there are fans, people who love the original SimCity, who want that, she said. But we're also hearing from thousands of people who are playing across regions, trading, communicating, and loving the always connected functionality. I've been playing SimCity for a week now, about two weeks now, um, and thankfully I got in before all the server issues. Personally, I am one of those that enjoys the social improvement SimCity, SimCity added by always being connected to the internet. Even if friends aren't playing, I can always start a region with random people and have, and have always gained a friend uh, to play with every, every region I've played through, which is very cute and quaint, you know. <laughs> it's cool, you know. I understand that some people are uneasy with a game requiring constant internet connection, but games like this have been around for a long time with MMOs and other online titles. SimCity is more realistic in a sense, with trading and cooperation with other cities as well. The the one city all alone gameplay from previous SimCity titles, while fun, doesn't really make much sense when you think about it realistically. Hopefully performance issues can be ironed out as long as as soon as possible, but it seems that Maxis is almost there with this as well. So, this is the latest game to instill the the constant internet connection requirement. And while this game does bring a lot to the table for being on the internet, the obvious reason is DRM. Um, and that's fine. The thing is, is a lot of people will cry about Diablo 3, and Diablo 3 had a horrible launch um you know technology was new whatever they've ironed it out so far although that auction house is a fucking train wreck i don't know how that's ever gonna work um mm -hmm. the 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 thing is is that the one thing that it did right is no one is stealing diablo 3 right because you can't i mean you probably could but who who wants to steal diablo 3 and just play the just play the single player you're gonna play it for four hours and then stop playing the game like it doesn't make <laughs> any sense so, I think that the constant on with SimCity, it's really cool because I can I can get on the computer. First of all, my computer is constantly on the internet anyway, so I don't really see what the big deal is. And maybe maybe to me because I play a lot of MMOs, so I'm used to it. I'm used oh, to right, games yeah. needing to be online. I'm used to there being like one day a month where I can't play the game because it's patch day. You know, I'm, I'm used to that shit. Right. Because so, I see a lot of people complaining about that. And I'm like, well, whatever, it's patch day. Just play tomorrow. 
you know, but... But I want to play now! Yeah. Um, that's why I always have at least three games on deck. <laughs> the more you know, kids. Um, dun, the... dun, dun, dun. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> um, and the stop passes. So... It's cool because basically what happens is – and SimCity people will know this, but you have a region which you could have so many cities in. Um, so let's say we have a big region, 16 cities. So you start a public – now, if you want to play a single-player mode, you can. You still have to be connected to the internet, but you can play a single-player. You start a region and put it on private. No one can play with you now. <laughs> I've done this, and it's boring because the game is – set up for your city to benefit from trading from people from other cities coming to your jobs or vice versa or if you make a city that has a university in it you're only going to have like 18 people going to the damn university because you only have one city so the growth options are are stunted um but it's cool you start the game in a public public setting it's just you obviously you're the first one there now unless you're like me who accidentally was playing on an East Coast server at midnight, so it was like 3 in the morning, um, people will start popping in. They'll just start popping cities, popping cities, popping cities. And you can talk to each other's little chat bit menu that that was fucked up when they first launched too, but they fixed that. It was working fine. Um, and then you can... The chat thing adds such a, a level of complexity to it because you can you guys aren't competing with each other. You're, you want to all benefit. So I had some dude come up and he's like... Hey man, I'm thinking about making a mining town. Will you make this kind of town and then we'll work together, whatever. So I don't know. I think everybody it's much to do about nothing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. calm down that you have to be connected to the internet all the fucking time. Who cares? Oh we're all connected to the internet all the time. I think some people kind of probably, you know, want it to be more like those old school games where you just install it on your computer and can play whether with or without internet. It just makes it a little more if for those people that, you know, are from are are more probably more console people that like that kind of thing. They just it's just something to bitch about. Mm. But um, and console people should be used to that shit too because consoles are constantly connected to the internet too. And you can play the game without being connected to the internet. But when is someone's Xbox 360 not connected to the internet? Do you unplug it when you're not on live? You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. It, I think people don't notice how much we're connected. You carry your smartphone around. Your computer's always online. As soon as you have a program or a game that says you must do it, it's like, fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. You know. By the way, uh, I just saw that picture you posted on uh, on uh, the Lazy Geeks Facebook page. <laughs> you <laughs> the, like that? The Tomb Raider one. <laughs> yeah. You had one job. <laughs> you had one job. For those of you uh, – if you want to check out the picture, go to LazyGeeks.com. But, I mean the Lazy Geeks Facebook page. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, – on the uh, this is the looks like the UK bus, a double yeah, it's a double decker, double decker bus, and it's that side panel of Tomb Raider where Laura Croft is pulling back the arrow, <laughs> and it splits like just below her elbow, so like the other panel would be like her, her hand, hand holding yeah. the rest of the bow, and you see the arrow, but for some reason it's flipped, so it looks they like put the, the sign upside down, yeah, so the arrow's pointing back at her, <laughs> and then the text of the picture just says you had one job. <laughs> It's it's funny. I think it's funny. I thought it was I looked at it like you had one job. One job, asshole. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree that you know, that 
we we are connected and i think they they probably the it just i don't understand like the whole i mean yeah we we would like to not have to do it but yeah i, I think it it goes into the once you're told you can't then people bitch about it yeah but and, and then also too if if these comp- game companies are I was thinking about this. We'll, we'll, real quickly, go go into this. The, if these game companies are requiring this for DRM issues, who's at fault? The game company for protecting their assets or the people who've been stealing the games yeah. on, on a constant basis? And that's kind of a, a, a philosophical issue over are they actually stealing something? Because, yes, they're fucking stealing something. They're stealing <laughs> revenue. Right. You yeah. know, if, you, if you're stealing it – and people love to tell me, oh, well, I'll steal the game just to try it and then I'll buy it. Oh, you fucking don't. Don't don't lie. Because I used to steal games. And you yeah. do not steal them and then go, this is really good. I should go support the developer. Yeah. No, because then you remember you're a human being. And it's easier to just keep the one you <laughs> stole. So there's that. But then also what we're seeing is games becoming much more social. So Blizzard, Diablo 3, connected to the internet. That's the benefits of that is I have cross-game communication. So if I'm playing StarCraft or Diablo 3 or or um, I almost said – yeah, World of Warcraft, they you can talk to your Blizzard friends no matter what game they're in, all, all those games. And then you, you have um, constant updates and stuff like that. Um, SimCity, it's connected to Origin, which Origin's a little yay or nay. They, right. they have some things they need to iron out on that, but – um, that has a social aspect to it as well, as well as, you know, knowing about deals when they come out for, for special purchases and stuff like that. So that's, that's cool. You know, and I think that anytime something's different, people just get upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like anytime something's different. Yeah, I agree. If you I mean... move someone's cup to the wrong side of the desk, <laughs> they'll bitch about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we can, uh. Hit into some comic news real quick. Uh, this one here. This should send fan, <laughs> Batman fans into a tizzy. I personally think this is a cool idea, but for some reason it sounds like an origin story to me. So many of you will remember the Zero issues that came out last September around the one-year anniversary of the New 52 launch. It was sort of a origin issue for uh, the main titles. Well, it seems that one of these titles is getting an 11-issue 11 11 series. Batman will be getting another title this year, as Scott Snyder will be writing the series entitled Zero Year. Uh, And uh, it's not, quote, it's not a let's redo the origin, he told the Associated Press on Monday. It's time for a new story showing how Batman became who he is in the New 52. Sounds like an origin story to me. But uh, now, there are many of you that think that um, this is their way of redoing year one, which has been done by Frank Miller. Snyder claims that he um, – about how he fits into the current universe. And it's time for a new story showing how Batman beca- uh, became who he is in the New 52. It builds up the mythology. We tried to preserve as much of Batman's history as we could and keep what we could of his history intact. Uh Snyder said of the change in the zero year, the one um, that no one has um, the one that no one has told the story of before how Bruce became Batman, built the cave and and faced off with his first supervillain. So to me, it seems like 
another elongated origin story. I mean, how many do we need, especially since Batman Earth 1 was released last year? Do we really need another one? I seriously don't think we need another um, another one for Batman, but I could see something for one of the other characters. I think DC needs to ease up on the Batman-Superman thing, um, like I think Marvel should ease up on Wolverine and Spider-Man. Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, I, I understand why they're doing it, because the... The Batman books, when the new 52 star, all issue ones of the Batman books, they all started, he was already Batman. Right. Now, that made sense, too, because everyone, if you don't know who Batman is, right. like, what are you doing? You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? But um, I would probably still read the origin story. I would, if, if it started to fall off, I wouldn't finish it. But, um, and, and Snyder's, Snyder's pretty good at, at keeping things true to form and oh. not going in a crazy fucking direction yeah. i mean stuff, if, so. it, i mean if death of, death of the family was any indicator you know it's in good hands but at the yes. same time it's like it is it sounds like it, it still sounds like an origin story to me you know it's like it's it's i think what he's trying to say is it he doesn't want to call it an origin story but you're ba- he's i think it's just going to be a rehash yeah. it's it's he's not going to change the origin really he's just writing it again yeah. and that's cool for the occasional people who just might want to know how he exactly fits in the current New 52 universe. Right. But if you're already are a comic book reader or you just know Batman, you already know how he fits in the universe. He's the badass that tells everybody what to do. Exactly. Because people always say, oh, Superman's a leaguer, the leader of uh, of the Justice League. Is he now? <laughs> Is he now? <laughs> He's the poster child exactly. of the Justice League. Batman's the one running the show. Yeah. yeah. Right? So he, Superman's the face. Batman's the brains. Exactly, because no one wants to talk to Batman because he scares he scares the piss out of everybody. Because yeah. he's the, he's a boss. So, speaking of Batman and DC and Justice League and everybody else, <laughs> uh, quickly, cartoon fans, we've recently suffered a. Oh, this is. Oh wait, where is this from? I didn't write this. Comic Vine. Um, cartoon fans, we've recently suffered a lot of great losses. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Young Justice, and Green Lantern, the animated series, are all no more. By the way, all three cartoons are great. I didn't read that. That was me. Mm-hmm. All three of them were, were really good. Um, but it's not all bleak news. Not if you have Netflix, that is. We already knew GL... What is that? Green oh, Lantern. Green Lantern, the animated series, was heading to Netflix Instant. But now we know there's more great DC content on the way. Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and Batman the Brave and the Bold will hit Netflix on March 30th. All three seasons of Batman Beyond will be available for your viewing pleasure. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited will only have the first two seasons and will only have the first of Batman the Brave and the Bold, though. Um, That's okay because the one I'm most excited about is Batman Beyond. That's actually a really good cartoon. Yeah, I caught a couple episodes of that before, and I was like, oh, this is actually really good. Yeah, and I would I'd never seen it all the way through, obviously, because it came out when I was an adult and I have a job and shit. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely like to watch it on Netflix. I, I think I think DC, um, or Warner Brothers really, I like that they're they're really putting the animated on Netflix instead. I like yeah. that. You know, because it's it's good shit. I mean, DC's animated stuff is awesome. Oh yeah. I, I mean, heard you that can, Justice League was good too. Yeah, I mean, you can go on to um, Netflix and see all the movies in there, Marvel and DC. But DC, I, I think, has some really good stuff in there. And I've just been recently getting back into um, Batman the Animated Series because mm-hmm. they show that on Hub. And I was like, going, oh shit, I forgot about this one. 
And uh, so yeah, it's some really is really that good on stuff. Netflix? Um, I don't please, think that one is. Tell me it is. I don't know for sure, but I've been watching it on Hub on the. Uh... I'm gonna quickly just check while you're <laughs> reading your story. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Hub is the shit, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, in uh, technology news, obviously the big news this week, the Samsung Galaxy S4. So let the iPhone and the Galaxy S comparisons begin. Uh, earlier last week, uh, Samsung revealed the new Galaxy S4 in the, in New York City, and it seemed that the phone is getting a lot of attention. While Apple has done a lot of, uh, to try to stymie the popularity of the phone, it was a surprise hit last of last su- summer and gave uh, iPhone users something to look at. Uh, the phone will conti- uh, will come with a 5-inch 1080p AM OLED screen, and it will um, that will give amazing picture and clarity, which is an, the opposite of the Retina screen. Uh, and uh, starting in April, the device will be available on 327 carriers in 55 countries. But we have yet to know the price. However, the 199 price seems to be the sweet spot for the company. The phone will be offered in black mist or white frost, or in the normal vernacular, black and white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for the, some of the new features on the phone are simultaneously shooting from dual cameras, smart scrolling, which uses your eyes to track or your hand swipe, and uh, pa- uh, and pausing that works with uh, your eye tracking and built-in language translator. As far as the processing power of the phone, depending on the market, will come with either a uh, 1.9 gigahertz quad-core processor or 1.6 gigahertz octa-core processor and will weigh so silly dude i know right and will weigh less than the the current galaxy s3 which isn't that heavy to begin with no it's not yeah um same screen size right uh no it's five it's 4.8 is the current on the s3 so 0.2 inches uh 920 by 1080 with gorilla glass three yeah yeah not that nothing wrong with gorilla glass no and not that little shit that breaks every time you drop an iphone um, the rear-facing camera will be 13 megapixels, while the front camera will have a 2-megapixel camera. The phone will be available in three storage capacities, obviously, 16, 32, and 64 gigabytes uh, internal, but will allow you to put a micro SD card for um, storage expansion, and will be running on 4.2.2 Jelly Bean. Some of the camera um, features have been layered into the new um, phone. Drama shots will string series of pictures into a time-elapse shot. Dual view, which allows users to use both front and rear facing cameras at the same time, even during video calls. And story album will put pictures together you've taken and turn it into a photo album. Group play allows you to share media without the use of Wi-Fi, similar to the S-Beam, and will allow uh, sync up of music playback between devices. Yes, Translator will translate voice and text within certain applications and work offline. This part I thought was really cool. Their default keyboard for the S4 is um, they partnered up with SwiftKey. No shit. No shit. That's smart. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ben uh, Ben Medlock, co-founder and CTO of SwiftKey, said, Samsung has chosen SwiftKey's innovative keyboard technology to be at the heart of its flagship smartphone, the Galaxy S4. This is a fantastic progress for our vision of bringing the best touchscreen typing experience to as many people as possible. Um, the pairing of the two um, uh, makes this one of the only phones that will offer an incredible default keyboard. 
And yeah. if you got if you guys have heard us before, we've talked Swift Keys the shit as a virtual keyboard. Oh, Swift Keys amazing. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering where you'll be able to pick it up, you'll be able to get it from um, any six of the most popular wireless um, providers in the country: AT and T, T Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, Cricket, and U.S. Cellular. Were offer the phone. Uh, but when Even they Cricket will have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when they will offer, will be another story. While Samsung were rolling out the phone in in April, some retailers may not see it until May. Um, Many of the big providers have kept quiet as they have, um, as they, as has been kept quiet to when they will have the phone for customers to pre-order or even how much the phone will be. However, since it's a couple of weeks away from April, it will be relatively soon before we see how much this bad boy is going to be. My consensus is if you have the re- if you have recently went out and got yourself an S3, you shouldn't be too disappointed in the phone you currently have. The phone was definitely designed for people that have haven't picked up the phone yet or maybe at the end of their current contract. Much like I say with iPhones, don't worry about it. Next year, they'll have the latest and greatest, and you can salivate then. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, the, the the S4 is just, we made an awesome phone with the S3. Let's just put more shit in it. Right. And, and, and it's like, yeah, yeah. see see how, how the iPhone handles that. And you see that Apple's scared because now you're seeing these commercials of, Apple users love the iPhone, and it's like, why do you have to tell us that? I know. What do you have to remind us that is, it, you know, and and some sites are even saying they're like, are are they kind of now endorsing Samsung because you know they have to go out and remind everyone. Oh yeah, look at the look at the cool shit you get to do. Look at Siri, who pretty much no one uses unless they're showing off to be. Oh, let's let's see what Siri says. I have you know? a, I have a buddy of mine who uses it a lot. But he uses it in the same way that people use their Android voice commands or I use the Windows phone just to search something. They don't use it like they use it in the commercials where they have a little conversation with. Who fucking wants to have a conversation with your phone? Yeah. My phone is a tool. It's not a friend. <laughs> like I, I need it to do things for me. That's it. I don't need it to be fun with. I mean Siri is, a, is an amazing technology. But it's one of those technologies that you use for a month and then forget it's there. If you're using it like Raj on Big Bang Theory, <laughs> you have problems. <laughs> you might have problems, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what's up with Nvidia, dude? I don't fucking know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, let's see. Nvidia graphics chip developer Nvidia was approached by Sony to see if they would like to design a chip or a series of chips um, for the upcoming PlayStation Four. NVIDIA ended up passing on the deal, with AMD taking up the responsibility for graphics power on the system. Um, Cody quote, quote, I'm sure there was a negotiation that went on. Tony Tam- Tamasi, um, senior VP of content and technology at NVIDIA, told GameSpot. And we came to a conclusion that we didn't want to do the business at the price those guys were willing to pay. Having been through the original Xbox and PS3, we understand the economics of console development and the trade-offs. So, instead, NVIDIA's main competition in the chip-making business, AMD, will be designing the chips for the console. AMD is also rumored to be working on technology for the upcoming Xbox as well. Although this hasn't been confirmed, NVIDIA isn't worried about it, though. Quote, 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 we're building a whole bunch of stuff, (laughs) continued (laughs) Tavasi, and we had to look at console business as an opportunity cost. If we say did a console, what other piece of our business would we put on hold to chase after that? 
in the end, you only have so many engineers and so much capability. And if you're going to go off and do chips for Sony or Microsoft, then that's probably a chip that you're not doing so much other, doing some other portion of your business. And uh, and at least in the case of of Sony and Nvidia, in terms of the PS4, AMD has the business and Nvidia doesn't. We'll see how that plays out from a business perspective. I guess it's clearly not a technology thing. Basically mm-hmm. saying AMD's not better than us. Right. But so hopefully for AMD, um, anyway, the PS4 works out for them. Profits have fallen for the company, with AMD's Austin-based facility being sold for 164 million just two weeks ago. Operating operating loss for the company was estimated at one uh, 131 million in its quarterly report. Nvidia, on the other hand, posted a profit of 174 million. I guess we know who's actually sweating and who's not in this situation. Um, yeah, I had heard that Nvidia passed on it, and I kind of agreed. I mean, the consoles are are sold at a loss, yeah. and Nvidia is already making money. They don't need. The, they basically don't need the job. Yeah, they and, don't need the work. And also, too, I mean, people may say, "Oh, Nvidia." Yeah, but the console also would have been a lot more expensive. I mean, oh, yeah. think of the Nvidia card, the Nvidia, Nvidia card, and the PCs. Those things are fucking expensive. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I agree with it, and and you you basically buy that is just basically where we don't need the money. Yeah. yeah. And Nvidia and, like, and AMD's like, oh, we'll do it. <laughs> Well, it's not even that. It's NVIDIA will will end up really losing money. I mean the point he was making was great yeah. is that, yeah, they're going to pay us money, but then we're missing out on other opportunities that we could be working on. Right. You know, And, and they probably don't want to quite say it, but maybe they don't have as much faith in the PS4 as some other people do. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as we spoke with before and and uh, I, I think Patrick and I discussed and our – other podcasts that we have coming out this week, it, 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 there's not a there's no I don't think as many people are clamoring for a PS4 that they 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 hope, right? You know because it, it doesn't it doesn't do it's like what the 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 S4 for the um, Galaxy is right now from the S3. It's not an ex, it's it's not taking everything to a next level. It's just putting a lot more shit on it. Right. And and so yeah and and I see AM uh, I mean uh, Nvidia's idea of like yeah you're not really you know breaking any boundaries here so you know and yeah they would just they would be losing money so because it's all about money in the name of the game exactly so especially after the uh, Vita I'm sure they're they're probably looking at Sony like yeah we're not quite as confident in you as you guys used to be <laughs> I mean. I don't know. Like I, I, I like AMD chips, but just Nvidia has the market in graphics cards. Oh yeah, and Nvidia also has the better cards. Yeah, I mean AMD's cheaper, but that that doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> right? Go in the wrong direction. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens if AMD um, can make a qual- quality. I know they can make a quality chip, but we'll see what they do with the uh, PlayStation. All right. Well, really quickly, we're going into our douchebag of the week. Douchebag of the week. I should seriously have that as uh, as our intro to. You're it. welcome. You know, <laughs> just serenaded the ladies. <laughs> so for this week, our douchebag is Marvel and Comicsology. 
<laughs> and you know what though, dude? Real quick, what they were trying to do wasn't douchebag. They were trying to give people free comic books. Yeah, it's just the way they did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the generic excuse that we got right afterwards that that's the that's like what we did last like what we spoke with last week you know it's like oh it's not the uh, it's what they used as the excuse so some of you might remember last week when we told you that uh the marvel free 700 issue number one sale that was going that they had going on through comiXology which was announced during a panel at uh, south by southwest some of you may also remember that the demand for the free comics was so great that it caused the company's service to actually crash. Uh, while, people, <laughs> <laughs> while people with Marvel kept touting the free sale on the site, the site was unable to keep up with demand. So much so that one of the largest re- dealers in digital comics actually decided to stop honoring the offer. If you were one of those customers, you may have gotten this email in your inbox at some point last week. To our customers, it's been a whirlwind weekend, and Comixology is fresh from South by Southwest, where we talked about some exciting things and launched some new initiatives. We had believed ourselves prepared, but unfortunately, we became overwhelmed by the immense response. We're struggle- We're still struggling to keep our systems up. The result is is that you aren't getting your comics when and where you want. We don't like letting you down. Our teams are working around the clock to resolve these issues so that you can have the experience that you've come to expect. We will be communicating with you as often as we can and deeply appreciate the outpouring of support we've seen from our customers while we write the ship. David Steinberger, CEO and co-founder of Comixology. And uh, you may have heard on our podcast um last week that it seems that the whole we didn't anticipate this kind of response is becoming idiotic yeah Um, how can the largest digital comic retailer not realize that people will get digital comics especially when it's free uh i mean you mean people will want free shit yeah wait they want the 700 they want these issue ones i mean huh I mean, it was only Tuesday of last week, and I was like, oh, my God, I think I found our douchebag of the week. So stupid. It it was. It was ridiculously stupid. I was really like, oh, my God, and we just finished talking about that, too. So, yeah, and, and yeah, I couldn't even log on to Comixology at all because I wanted to see some of the issues. And then when I got some of those issues, I couldn't even check out. And then the next day, it's like, oh, we're not doing it anymore. It's like, really? Thanks. Thanks a lot, yeah. douchebag. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that uh, brings us to time now. So you can check out a lot of these stories and more on our website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network, where you can listen to all the other shows we have available for you, like Crash Test Movie Dummies, Lazy Ring of Death, and In the Ink, which we launched our first podcast of that one. Last week, and uh, Lazy Ring of Death launches this week. On- yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Dynamite. Can- <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> uh, like us on Facebook, and you can add us to your circle on Google Plus. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, one word. You can follow me, Steve, over here at Lazy underscore Nomad, and you can finally follow Adam uh, <laughs> at Lazy underscore Sapien. Got a phone, baby. Yeah. I think uh, I I think I posted something on Twitter not too long ago. 
<laughs> oh, cop, cops are searching for me. Uh, so the Jason late motherfuckers. I know, right? The late Geek Steam was provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to comment this or any podcast either on iTunes or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the sexy. And be sure to leave a comment, because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast, time permitting. Uh, remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. <laughs>